Welcome to the Urban Guru Cafe. This week, Ariti speaks to James Braha, author of the book Living Reality. Words are flowing out like endless rain into a paper cup. They slither while they pass, they slip away across the universe. Pools of sorrow, waves of joy are drifting through my open mind, possessing and caressing me. Jai Guru Deva. Florida. Uh-huh. I'm in uh, Longboat Key. It's a little island off of Sarasota. And do you run meetings? I don't do meetings anymore. I take phone calls from people. They go to my website. They read my books, but I don't really do meetings. The name of your book? Living Reality, My Extraordinary Summer with Sailor Bob Adamson. And how long ago did you write that? Sailor Bob was here in the summer of 2004. I actually started writing it the day he left, and I was done about nine months later. So right around November, December 2005, it came out. I'm interested in with regards to non-duality is helping people if they are still seeking. That's the only thing I'm interested in. But the interest in going out and finding these people is not there. If they find me through my book or because somebody has told them about me, that's fine. But I don't actually feel a need to go out and save the world or fix the world because the world is absolutely perfectly fine as it is. And while it appears, it certainly feels better once the search is over, but you can't say that it's actually better. There's no better or worse. For the people that are still caught in the game, that's not a bad thing. That's the game of seeking. And it's a great game and it's very enjoyable. The unmanifest, you know, if we could say that there was ever a reason, of course it's pure speculation, but the whole idea is that there was nothingness, there was nothing but consciousness, and consciousness manifested in order to have a game. And so if people are still caught up in the game of thinking there's somewhere to get to, that's great. The game is going on. And at the same time, if somebody goes through the search and they meditate and search for 30 or 40 years and then they find out that, you know, the whole thing is, you know, irrelevant because the, the existence is just an appearance. If they, if they find that out and then their search is over, that's not actually any better than continuing the search. Either one of them is fine. So I don't actually feel the need to go out and teach or something like that. And if somebody had told me during my 30 years of searching, if somebody had told me, you know, at a certain age, 
you're going to find the answer to what you've been looking for and you're going to end your search. I would have thought that, you know, I would immediately go out and spread the word and tell everybody, oh my God, you can have freedom. Here's the freedom. Isn't it great? And I thought I would go out and do that, but there's no need. People are fine whether they're searching or not searching because the whole thing is an illusion. What you mean by when you finally stop believing in appearance and delusion, life does generally get a lot better and happier, but it's still a dream. When you get into the search for the self, I mean, basically, non duality is the search for the eternal question of who am I? And so you meditate and you search, you're trying to find the self. And eventually, if you're lucky, you get to a teacher of non-duality like Sailor Bob or someone like that who will tell you to, you know, have a look and see if you can find an individual self. And if you start to look, if I look for James, I find a bunch of thoughts that come and go. So I know that's not me because those thoughts come and go and I have no control over them anyway. And then I find a physical body, and I know the body is not who I am because that also is impermanent. That's also changing. And then I find a bunch of feelings, and those, of course, come and go. So basically, if I look for an individual entity, I cannot find one. All I can find is an appearance of a James. There's an appearance of a James, but it's not real. It doesn't exist on its own, okay? When that is seen, when you see that clearly and you realize, oh my God, the whole material existence has nothing real to it. If you look in the dictionary for the word real, it will say something like that which exists on its own, that does not depend upon something else. Based upon that, the entire existence is unreal. <laughs> and so when you see that, when you see it clearly, not, and when I say see it clearly, it's not like you can hear somebody say it and then get it. It doesn't work like that. You have to actually do the search to find this individual self that you call John or Mary. John or Mary has to do that search and look to see if they can find an individual self that is permanent. Okay. When they do that, you know, there's really only three or four things they can find. They can find the physical body, which is not them, the thoughts, which is not them, the feelings, which are not them. And then there is something else there. It's just that it has no characteristics. And that's the emptiness or the consciousness or the presence awareness, whatever name you want to give it. It has no characteristics, but it's the one entity or, or non-entity <laughs> that has existed throughout the entire existence. It's something that was always here and will always be here, and it's nothingness or emptiness or consciousness. So when that is seen, then, you know, life becomes infinitely easier because the searching that's going on basically comes to an end. And the searching that's going on, it's not like only spiritual people are searching, because everyone else, they're also searching. They're looking for money. They're looking for love. They're looking for power. They're looking for anything that will fill the void that has been with them from the moment they learned language and were told, 
you are Johnny and I am Mommy. As soon as the person, you know, was given the, this idea that they are an individual, from that point onward, people spend the rest of their lives looking to fill this, you know, <laughs> this, this void or this problem. And they do it with fame, they do it with money, they do it with sex, they do it with love. And the thing is, you can never get enough of that. There's an old spiritual saying, you can never get enough of what will never make you happy. People seek and seek and seek and seek, and they die seeking. So, as I said, when you study non-duality and you search for the self, you search to find out, you know, who am I really? If I'm not the body and I'm not the thoughts and I'm not the feelings, who exactly am I? And then if you, you know, get to that point where you, you see clearly who I am is the emptiness or the nothingness that is permanent, always permanent, then life becomes easier. The quest for fame, the quest for money, the quest for, you know, all of those things, they just basically drop off. Uh, there's still desires, of course. People still have desires, but it doesn't carry the meaning. It doesn't carry the significance anymore. And you say it's still a dream. The fact that Sailor Bob or myself have found reality is simply a dream. There's a dream of a man named Sailor Bob who's 81 and he found reality. And then there's a dream of James who, you know, found his true nature. And then there's, you know, somebody else who is still seeking and didn't find their true nature and is suffering and having problems. They're both the same thing. They're just happening in a dream. common misconceptions people have about non-duality and how do these stand in the way of seeing reality? There's a big one. There's a really big one. And this big one gets people while they're on the search and it gets them after they have ended their search. I see it all the time. Unfortunately, there's all kinds of writings and teachings and oftentimes the teachings are coming from gurus or teachers who make a living at being the guru. And so in order to have a following, they have to keep the people searching. And so the easiest way to keep them searching is to tell them that when you get to the end of the search, you're going to have a 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week permanent experience of bliss or a permanent experience of whatever they want to call it happiness, contentment, peacefulness, bliss, this and that, and the other thing. And that's simply impossible. That, in other words, what they're saying is that when you find your true nature, then they're saying that the false reference point, the false reference point being that I am James or I am Mary, 
that's the false reference point, the idea that I'm a person, mm-hmm. that I'm an individual person. That's a false reference point. The idea that the false reference point could ever be seen through 24 hours a day, seven days a week is insane. Mm-hmm. It's ludicrous. You can see through the false reference point. You can understand that you are in reality consciousness or emptiness. You can even have the experience of being emptiness or consciousness, etc. However, as long as the dream is going on, and within the dream you're in a physical body, that false reference point is still there, and it will still assert itself from time to time. So I get plenty of people who read my book. My book is quite powerful because it attacks the problem from two different sides. You have Sailor Bob speaking pure truth, giving you know directions and pointers throughout the book. And then you have the story, my story, of a seeker who's been on the path and is getting it. So people tend to have a powerful experience from reading that book. And by the time they're done with the final chapter, Oftentimes, they'll call me up and they'll say, oh, my God, I'm free. I finally know who I am. And they're, you know, ecstatic, as I was ecstatic. You know, they're ecstatic. And then, inevitably, two or three weeks later or two months later, I'll get a call from one of these people and they'll say, I lost it. I lost it. (laughs) And it's not that they lost it. It's that they have a conception that the false reference point has to be seen through at all times. And that's impossible. It's just not possible. And there's a statement that Sailor Bob was always saying. He was saying, there is no essential difference between a Buddha and an ordinary person. Of course, there's a difference between a Buddha and an ordinary person, but it's not an essential difference. It's an apparent difference. It's like one person's wearing a blue shirt and the other person's wearing a red shirt. It's no major difference, but it it looks different. A Buddha's life is far more free than a person who's still in the grips of suffering and in the grips of bondage. Of course, there's an apparent difference. But here's what needs to be understood is that there's no essential difference. By that, I mean that for an ordinary person who is still suffering, you could maybe steal all their money and the person would go crazy. They would get so upset. They would lose sight of who they really are and they would, you know, go crazy because you took their money. The Buddha, if you took his money, you know, it's like, so you took my money. That's not who I am. What's the big deal? Enlightenment is not possible because there never was bondage. There's only the appearance of bondage. So even the person who's in prison for taking drugs and for robbing and murder, even even that person is not in bondage, is not in bondage. There is no such thing as bondage. It's an appearance of bondage. In reality, everybody is free because all there is is oneness. All there is is awareness. You are listening to the Urban Guru Cafe. Got to please yourself. People came from miles around. Everyone was there. Yoko brought a walrus. There was magic in the air. The Urban Guru Cafe is a free podcast site on the subject of non-duality. Please consider making a small donation to keep this site alive. And it's all right now. 
You say that you had incredible experiences whilst you were meditating on your searches, <laughs> various searches, various paths, but you discovered in the end that they were all meaningless. Can you explain why? I mean, you already have, but can you explain? Yeah, why? yeah, yeah. Well, that's a really good question because that comes up all the time with people. I remember I had this one woman and she understood everything and she said my god this is fantastic i understand i know my true nature i know who i am but this woman could not settle down and relax to end her search because she said i have had no experiences as if the experiences matter and it's very interesting because i did a lot of meditating long-term meditation and a lot of different techniques over 30 years some of the greatest experiences that i ever had were right before bob got here i had been you know studying non-duality for a few years and i was reading the sargadatta's book i am that and he was always saying to be with the i am to be with the i am and so at night I would lay in bed before I would go to sleep. I would lay in bed and try to be with the sense of presence. And the other thing was that I had read for many, many years, everybody who ever said they got enlightened said that once they got enlightened, they realized they had always been enlightened. Mm. Well, this is a real conundrum. So I used to sit in bed at night and I think, okay, these people said that they were enlightened even before they knew it. So I would sit in bed and try to figure out what was so great about just being. You know, every night I would try to just be with the sense of awareness. Anyway, nothing much happened when I was doing that. But somehow, when I would go to sleep at night, there would occasionally, not every night, but occasionally, every couple months, every couple weeks, it would, it would vary. There would be times when I would have an experience Okay, And the experience I would have was that in the middle of sleeping, suddenly everything would recede. Everything would somehow go into the background, and all there was was awareness or presence or beingness. It was a very wonderful experience, and I thought, oh my gosh, this is wonderful. Now if I could only have this 24 hours a day, seven days a week, because I was still under that impression. Then Sailor Bob got here, and I came to understand that experiences are useless. They are useless and meaningless. I mean, it's possible that they can be useful in the sense that sometimes people have an experience, and because of the experience, it makes them realize everything that we've been talking about for the last 20 minutes. Mm. It's useful in that way. Or they can have an experience... And it can be useful because it lets them know that there's something more than just the physical reality. Mm -hmm. But as far as the experiences being related to freedom, they're a hindrance. As far as those experiences being related to setting you free, those experiences are generally a hindrance. They're a hindrance because you have the experience, and it's wonderful, and then you spend the rest of your life trying to get that experience again. <laughs> And the experience is not related to freedom. Nobody has ever said, I gained freedom because I had this wonderful experience and, and oh my God, the experience comes and goes. Now sometimes people will lie, you know, and they'll tell you they're having it 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Go ahead and take their head and put it in a vice. I confess. Yes. Yes, it is all bullshit. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, yeah, 
to the Urban Guru Cafe. The Urban Guru Cafe is produced in Australia.